0: Love. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello, this is Helena Steiner Hornstein with Our Wondrous World. I'm here in this world of so many wonders. This time I'm speaking to you from Europe, from Northern Europe. I'm in Sweden, in Stockholm, Sweden. And if you have listened to me before, you know that I come to visit here from time to time. And when I'm in Sweden, I travel to other European countries to make my appearances and do my little consultations and my lectures and presentations. And then I go back to, to America. So this is the procedure for my year that I'm back in Europe and I will soon start my little tour to other places here, in particularly in Northern Europe. And um, how is it here? Well, they're waiting for summer. It's, what is it today? July, and people are waiting for summer. They had three days of summer, they said, some time back in May, or was it in June? And ever since that time, they're waiting for more sunshine. And since I got here, we've had three afternoons of sunshine and three mornings of sunshine, not on the same days. They are separate days. And that has been uh, what uh, I'm experiencing right now. We're getting into the afternoon now, and uh, I see a little blue sky, and I see a little sunshine, and I have to go out and enjoy it. It's not that cold, though but it's a different kind of a summer so far. Maybe we will see summer in August. Last year we had beautiful summer, I believe in in, uh, July. I'm one of those people I really love to talk about weather. (laughs) There is so much to see in the weather. And isn't that amazing? Science is the ones in charge of reporting the weather. How come they are wrong just about all the time, particularly up here? I don't think they have ever predicted it completely right. So, anyway, the subject today is, is there a soulmate for everyone? It's a good question, and I am amazed how much of a thing this is out there. Everyone wants to know. And, uh, well, you know, I've been around for a long time and I have my opinions and I speak usually out of my own experience. And sometimes I make uh, this announcement that I am an independently thinking person and the expressions in this show are all of my own. <laughs> and I don't support any particular political belief or any particular belief religious group. I'm on my own. It's just me and spirit, and this is how I live my life. And this is also how soulmates come my way. What is a soulmate? I have 14, 15-year-olds, both boys and girls, asking me, how do I find my soulmate? I need to find my soulmate, and they already worry at this young age how they're going to find their mate for the rest of their lives. It's like we all, all worry worry what is to, to be uh, about ourselves, like we all need someone in our lives. And, you know, we are made to be together. It's man, woman. And I say soulmate is like if you... Are out there and it's like meeting your other hand your if you're the left hand it's like you're meeting your right hand and that those two hands join and they close together it's like you are in a prayer that is a soulmate thing that you are each one is one hand and this is what it means to be a human being is each one is is one hand and the other party the other side is the other hand and we join hands, and we join the hands like in a prayer. Now you are together in a soulmate relationship. So uh, uh, what, what more can I say? It is uh, a togetherness that is on all levels, spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, And you're together in more ways than one. It's someone you have been pulled together to intuitively, with no effort at all. It just happened naturally. And how is that? Why is someone more natural to you than someone else? Well, it's that feeling. It's like you send out that frequency, that vibration, to your surrounding world. And that one who is right for you will pick up on that. This, You're looking for that, all of us. And once you're older, you've met that from time to time, and you want to meet it again. I have what I call real old people who are older than myself who sit in front of me and say, well, I want to find my soul. weight. how can I do that? and and I say, well, you have to just move around. Don't sit home and wait for him or her. Because, you know, you have to be in circulation. A soulmate does not necessarily come and knock on your door. But, you know, there are exceptions. I had that happen to me. I had my soulmate come and knock on my door. And I had never seen him before. Suddenly he was just there literally knocking on my door and i want to tell you the story because this is such a good one uh, this happened in in london uh, after this was after my first marriage and i moved in temporarily in a beautiful apartment in south kensington of london in a lovely street in a lovely apartment and i rented this just short term And uh, once I got myself settled in, there was a knock at the door. And I thought, wow, who could that be? You know, no one knows I'm here yet. And I opened the door, and there he stood, a nice, really nice-looking man, about my age at that time, and smiling at me and, you know, saying in a very beautiful voice, oh, I was uh, just wondering... You just moved in. If there's anything I can help you with, let me know. And I invited him in and just asked him, you know, what if, what, how we like the place. And, and we, in fact, had... Uh, I think we even had dinner that first night. But I felt that moment when he, he stood in front of me, he is someone I want to know better. I already felt we belong together. That was the reason, it was so natural just to ask him in. Well, he wasn't Jack the Ripper, he lived next door. I I felt very comfortable about it. And just showing him the apartment and if it looked like his. (laughs) And he was also there just temporarily, he he told me he was a a diplomat and he was not going to stay that many years in town. And I wasn't sure at that time what I was going to do with myself either. So we met, and he turned into one of my best relationships ever. We had everything in common in so many ways. And you know, what do soulmates have together? There is an acceptance of each other. You have to accept someone. doesn't matter who she is or he is it means unconditional love and you have to respect who you are again this is unconditional love we don't really understand we put all kinds of different words to this unconditional love but it means that you have to accept your your mate and you have to respect your mate that is what is very important So we had a wonderful relationship uh, of mutual respect and trusting our feelings for each other. And we even discussed marriage and we decided, nah, I had been married at the time. I wasn't interested at the time, even if I enjoyed to be with him every moment of my day. And he, he had career, dreams of his career, politically and so on. He wasn't ready for that either. So we had this time where we were quite open with each other, what we wanted from each other. And it was being together in the moment that we enjoyed so much. And it went on like this probably for a couple of years. Then I had an invitation, and just to show you how fate plays a role in all this, because fate had put him in front of me just to make me enjoy a relationship. with someone who had all the same interests as I did. But then fate played a different part again and making my life go in a different direction. I had an invitation to stay with friends on an island in the Mediterranean called Corsica. And uh, so I went there to stay with my friends and to enjoy a few weeks, uh, and of course, I told my mate I could call him Charles, so we know, but it wasn't his real name. I don't want to share his real name with, with you. But anyway, so Charles and I kind of kidded around, and we said, well, we have to write each other every day or call it each other so we know how we're doing. And uh, then he joked, well, if you don't hear from me, it's because I married someone else, (laughs) I met someone else. And he said it jokingly, because this was the kind of sense of humor we had, we trusted each other that way. And I went off to this island, Dream Island in the Mediterranean, and I didn't hear from him. I didn't hear from him, the days went by and the weeks went by, and I didn't hear from him. And I thought, what is going on? And I tried to call his number, and the phone rang, but it didn't, no one answered, even in the middle of the night. And I got really upset, and I thought, well, I don't know. And then, that time, I met someone else, a new soulmate, I would say. It's amazing what spirit can deliver to you at times. And since Charles had just dropped me, it seemed, I just decided to change my plans. I didn't go back to London. I went back to Germany. And there I got married very quickly to this new man who became my second husband. Now, after we got married, before I got back to to England to pick up my stuff, so to speak, and this is so amazing, I found out there had been a strike in London in the postal system and with the telephone system. So no telephones had been able to work. I mean, the telephone calls had not gone through, had been ringing, but not been ringing on the other end. And the the letters had all been stuck somewhere at the airport and had never been delivered. So there was the explanation. But when I got back with Charles again, Again, because we had this incredible soul relationship, we were grateful to each other for the time we had had together, and we were both going to continue our ways. He was going to continue with his career, and I was going to continue in this this new direction. Now, the ones who read my book, Constant Awakening, you will know who that husband was. And he was the one who came to open up my consciousness in a completely new direction. So this was the plan made by spirit completely that I was to just abandon Charles, and that strike had to happen, (laughs) and that now I could go in this new direction, which is also the reason why I'm sitting right here. So you know this with soulmates, it doesn't mean, the point is with all this, number one is, a soulmate is that you are together with someone you get along with on all levels. It does not necessarily mean that it is forever. And I've had so many, particularly women, come to my office or they have had appointments with me, crying, being so upset because there had been dropped by what they call their soul mate, their husband that they had trusted and they had been with and knew that they had this soul relationship with and now they were gone enjoying someone else. This can happen, but nothing is actually what we call forever. Everything is a moment in time and that is what we have to take advantage of. I feel you can have a soulmate relationship without the physical. I mean, you don't have to be man, woman, and have a, a, a physical relationship to have a soulmate. You can have a soulmate relationship also with a regular man friend without the sex, or so with, with a girlfriend without the physical side. I had a neighbor. I call her Ethel. It was her real name and i can do that because she's dead and her husband is dead and my husband is dead we all were neighbors at the time and we saw each other a lot we lived just a couple of houses away from each other Ethel and i can talk and have the best of conversations and then we will stop and say nothing and an hour later we can continue this conversation but not where we stopped we would continue the conversation way ahead of where we ended the conversation, you know, openly before. And when our husbands heard this, they never understood what we were talking about. But Ethel and I had that soul relationship with each other. And once she passed away, and she wasn't really meant to pass away, I felt, but it was her choice somehow that she had this happen to her. And she came back in spirit and gave me directions what I was to tell her husband. She once came back and, and just I was driving a car and she just appeared before me in the windscreen. And just said, oh, tell tell my husband, he take has to take away those boxes standing in the guest room. I don't like it. And it was true, I went to her husband and said, you know, Ethel has told me you cannot have boxes in the guest room. Have you put boxes in the guest room? Oh well yeah I did, I thought it wouldn't matter <laughs> you know. So he removed the boxes and put them in the garage. But you know, soulmates are in a way forever, although you in this lifetime need not be together forever. So how do you find this wonderful person? Well, as as I said, be moving around. It's not necessarily that he comes or she comes to ring on your doorbell or knock on your door like it happened for me and Charles. No, you have to really move around a little bit. And this is what I tell particularly older people who tend to stay at home a little bit more. So you have to go out and be on the move. Just go anywhere. Don't go out and say, Now I'm going to find a soulmate. It doesn't work that way. Condition yourself in the morning when you get up and say, well, just program yourself. I'm getting closer and closer to my soulmate. I have found my soulmate. He's on his way to me right now. And then at night when you go to bed, I'm going to bed now and I know that my soulmate is on his way to see me. And when you do that, you program yourself. And now, in between, you go to events, you go to functions, you go to the store, you know. You do things a little bit more often, and then you have the chance to meet people. I myself have a tendency to meet people in the parking lot, you know. So if you drive a car, Park your car next to a nice car that belongs to someone you would like to meet and not next to some beat up pickup truck or something. But, you know, plan it a little bit wherever you go and whatever you do. There's so many people who are looking for a partner, as I said, young and old, men, women. Somehow we have the impression only women are looking and the men are found. Men are out there looking so much, and I hear it all the time. Men seem to feel safe telling me that, because I'm not in the market anymore. (laughs) But then when I talk to older people, they seem to be looking just as much. And it's amazing how many out there have found new partners going to Match.com, particularly the older ones. This is the way... They need people, and I hear many have had success, great success with that. I never tried that kind of way, but I think one should try everything. So attitude. Do you have an attitude? It has to be a positive attitude. If you're negative, you might just attract, attract someone negative, and that's not you, what you want, is it? No. There is a soulmate for everyone. I really believe that. I really believe there is someone out there for you if you're looking for that good fortune in your life. But the best relationship you must have is with yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. Don't expect that you'll be happy because you find someone else. I have this all the time. Oh, I have no one to be with. I don't have my soulmate. Once I found a soulmate, then I will be happy. You know, this is what so many people believe. Someone else will make you happy. No, you are the one in charge. Whatever is to be is up to me, you know. Whatever is to be is up to what you make out of it. It's cruel to say this, but it is. So is love the number one priority in your life and you want to find someone you can love? Well, what is your priority in life? Is it out there working or looking for a new job? It's hard, you know, when you have a different priority to make love the priority. And even when you have have someone in your life and you Put too much time into your work and your career, you might neglect your soulmate, and you might lose your soulmate. Many feel comfortable about having, a, a particularly men now, they feel comfortable about having a wife. They feel safe with, and they know she's faithful and so on, and they work very hard. But then. They don't understand why she suddenly wants to leave them. And the same goes also for the other way around. So it's not only men and women that men are out working and focusing on the work. It can be for the women also and they forget to be with their soulmate. So life is a learning experience and your soulmate is also a learning experience for you. And we want it to be a good learning experience to be with a soulmate. Not that the soulmate is not going to be nice to you. Well, in the beginning, it's a learning experience to get over a bad relationship, but you need not stay in a bad relationship forever. And this moment, I just hear that someone heard this out there and that it means something to you. And this is what I'm saying. You need not stay in a bad relationship. And I mean a bad relationship where you suffer, the children suffer, and everyone is suffering. You have the freedom, at least in our Western world, to make a change in your life. Just make a change one way or the other. It's up to me what it is to be. So attitude to find the right way, how do I make it work? Well, as I said, just um, your attitude all along, but how do you make contact with a new person? And I want to tell this story about a friend of mine. I'm calling her Elizabeth. It's not her real, no, it was Gloria, which was her real name, (laughs) and she doesn't mind. She likes me to tell this story because it's so funny. And Gloria had moved to uh, a new city somewhere, uh, I don't even remember where, I think it was on the west coast of the United States, Oregon or somewhere. And she was new in this city and didn't know anyone. And she had to go to a gas station and get some gas for her car. And then she parked right behind a man who looked awfully nice. It wasn't he was the best looking guy in town and he was good looking but that was not the point and he drove a nice s u v everything was kind of nice about him, and there was something in her soul that kind of told her, "Oh, he is someone I want to meet and she said, "What do i do <laughs> i want to I feel we should meet." She simply walked up to this man and came up with a remark that I knew in town. Do you know where I can find the library? <laughs> library of all places. <laughs> I don't think she had ever been to a library, but she said library was a safe remark. She didn't say a club or a restaurant or, or anything like this. Library. And he smiled back, of course, you know. and. This was a good start for a conversation. Or oh, you like to read? What do you like to read? I love to read too, you know. What authors do you like? And they had a wonderful conversation, and they actually had a date the same evening, and they continued into a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And she called it a soulmate relationship. She was formerly a minister's wife, and a serious woman, and she Suddenly, she was overwhelmed by this thing that she had to meet him. This was a relationship that lasted for a long, long time. I have lost uh, touch now with her. I don't know how it ended. But the last thing I heard, it was a good relationship, still going strong. But it started because she saw him and felt she needed to do something. And he said afterwards he had had the same feeling when he had looked at her, but he was simply too shy. Do you know, ladies out there, men are shyer than women. They are not that bold the way women are. Men need to be together with another man to be courageous, to be strong. But a woman on her own has that courage to walk up to a stranger much, much more so than a man. A man needs something with him like a weapon or another person. Then he feels much stronger. So that's something to talk about or think about women out there who's looking for a man. It's in a way up to you. And I heard from many... Many celebrities, you know, men, uh, celebrities, who have been so shy, socially, socialist, they haven't dared go to cocktail parties or anything alone uh, without a beautiful date uh, by their side, just to show them off, uh, well, to show off the star, to make him feel stronger in front of others. So we have this most of us that we are somewhat a little bit shy and not having the courage to to make it for you know to make our good luck. I have another case where a man, a client of mine, who has such problem and still has problem meeting women, and he's a little older, a little more mature, and he has believed that the woman should call him back after a date because he somehow made dates with women, Match.com or something, and then he never called them back. He thought the woman was the one to call him back, and he didn't understand why no one wanted to see him again. So I told him, no, why don't you call her back? You're older and older women expect the man to call back. Younger girls call back. But women of the oldest doctor don't do that. So I think he is on his way now to meet more women. So, um, yes, there are um, various ways of finding your soulmate. But you have to be in circulation. That is my number one advice. And then have a little courage. When you see the one you really would like to meet. You can ask questions, you know, where is this and can you help me find, those? whatever it is. And if someone is interested, they might pick up on it or you notice that they're interested and you can just follow up on it. So we have more questions here uh, from various uh, uh, people. I have, well, I have quite a few I wrote down from my internet correspondence. And if you are interested in the question, and I know there are those who have asked me from time to time, why do I not take questions on my radio shows? Well, uh, I do, but it's a little bit of a misunderstanding. I don't want to do healing questions, you know, healing sessions. It's not like those psychics who have callers. Who keep on calling in asking questions and I don't like to do that kind of show that people call in and want a healing one after the other I had a little bit of that at the time but that's not the way I operate you know as a circus artist <laughs> to show off how we do heal I like to do healing sessions privately so that's why otherwise I do take calls on the on the show but many of my shows are recorded beforehand, so that's why it doesn't work at times. And also, so many of my uh, listeners are in many different countries, and when you call in, you have to call in a, a U.S. number, and not everyone likes to spend that kind of money uh, to do the show, I- in the future, we'll start to do this over Skype, I think. But anyway, I have um, a few questions here. And um, the first one, probably, actually it's not the first one, but I saw it here. And uh, it was something, uh, I have, yes, I wanted to answer this one first. I have missed you this summer. I see you sometimes, and that's because I see you sometimes in Palm Beach when you come here when are you coming to Palm Beach next time? And to that I will answer, I'll be back in Florida at least by November. And I will go and see my Palm Beach crowd in November. And the number you can call there is area code 561-585-2000 and ask when you can see me in November but I haven't given a date yet when I should be there, so it'll be sometime mid-November. So when you get a little further in the summer, then you can call that number. So now I have someone from Magnus in Gothenburg. He says, you speak about frequencies, and, that's, and you also mention that spiritual individuals have higher frequencies. Can you tell me about this? Yes. You know, I have a new book and it's going to be published now in a few months and it talks about frequencies a lot. All of us, we are energy. We are a vibrational energy. So we have frequencies. Vibration and frequency is the same thing. Now, we all vibrate at different frequencies depending who we are. A person of a higher awareness, meaning a higher, um, a more spiritually evolved person, has a much, much higher frequency. And when you have a higher frequency, you don't only observe life around you much more than those of a lower frequency. No, Now, with all due respect, for someone who is living in the limitation and is so much for the logic and in the intellectual concept of everything, has a lower frequency than someone who is very tuned in to nature and the universe. They vibrate at this higher frequency. And this is how you can hear more, see more. And I mean seeing through the dimensions, so to speak. We are multi dimensional beings as human beings. We are not just this body and soul that we have believed. We are layers of dimensions within us. And this is what I'm talking about in my book that has now been titled The White Light Our New Re- Reality or with the subtitle, The Law of Togetherness, because we all live in a kind of togetherness, nature, universe, ourselves, you know, and we all have this togetherness uh, in frequencies. And now this is how we function. You know very well when you meet someone else of a different frequency, you don't feel comfortable in that person's company. So when you are a soulmate, you are of the same frequency. That is a good point. When you have a higher frequency, this is when you can just make those uh, light bulbs pop when you turn on the light if you are not kind of tuned down a little bit. And this is when you can read other people or when your intuition is very well developed. But on the other side, this is how uh, you also are more sensitive to medication, to drugs of all kinds, and to foods of all kinds. And I mention this a lot. And this is how we experience allergies, which we see now in the new children coming in. They are very sensitive to all these strange drugs that are around, both legal and illegal ones and it's not good for them. Unfortunately, they should not have that. They have to find other ways of getting their wellness. And I have another one here. My doctor said, uh, I don't see who that is from. Well, it's something then. Just must have been somebody's email. My doctor said I need to take cholesterol medication. Is there any spiritual way to lower it And my first comment is to that, of course, I'm not a medical doctor. I cannot give medical advice, but it's not. First thing I say is you can read about this over the Internet and just find out about the cholesterol, and you'll find out that uh, it's not that bad to have high cholesterol, evidently. There's so many opinions on that but if you are a small frame woman over 60 or 65 you are not supposed to take cholesterol medication i've seen that a lot over the internet from doctors from researchers from universities so that i would pass on if you are a small frame woman with low blood pressure you are not the candidate for those medications for cholesterol. And also, one thing I have noticed very much, and this is very, very interesting, many of my clients have told me, oh, I need to lower my cholesterol. I have high cholesterol. And I check on them a little bit more. All these people who have said so have been spiritually very evolved people which to my conclusion then is that if you are more spiritually open and more spiritually evolved and more spiritually active and your frequencies are higher, your cholesterol seems to be higher as well. Yes, did you hear that? If you are spiritually involved and your frequencies are higher your cholesterol seems to be also higher according to my research something to think about so is there anything else we can do practically yes uh, there is uh, there are those oil out oils and uh, other things uh, on the, you can take I am very much a promoter for black seed oil, black cumin oil, black seed oil. And you can look that up on the Internet again. That is supposed to be good for so many things. So you can even, on Google, you can put that in, the benefits of black seed oil or black cumin oil. Cumin is C-U-M-I-N. So there are so many little ways, you know, of of making yourself feel well. And meditation. Meditation, as I've seen many cases, where it has lowered the cholesterol because many times cholesterol is also a stress factor, as I have seen it. So meditation will help lower that. And uh, you meditate, you know, for 20 minutes twice a day or something, and always in the evening and a little bit in the morning if you listen to my cds they are now mp3s also so you can download them much more cheaply than to get a cd and you can just play them and walk around and do other things and they work very well so uh, all kinds of ways out there you know that nature has offered to us uh, to to feel better and to get feel uh, well and to get better. Now, uh, I have problems with my eyes. Uh, This is Harry in Chagrin in Ohio. Oh, Chagrin, I've been there. It's beautiful. Anyway, so Harry says, I have problems with my eyes and no one can find anything wrong with my eyes. Could you check on me, please? And, you know, I can check over emails sometimes, uh, particularly with clients I've been with before and, and I know their energy. And I checked on Harry, and, um, and I'm going to go through p- the process right now with you all, how I do that, and I'm checking on and going back to that time. And then I see, ah, oh, immediately. I close my eyes and stretch my hand towards Ohio. <laughs> and now I get a vision of Harry, because his energy is in the email. And my hand is kind of going over his body as I scan it, and it goes to his liver. And I have already spoken with Harry, so this has already been, uh, we took care of this. So um, now I get to his liver, And I see his liver needs attention. His liver is in a disarray somehow. And I say when the liver looks like this, it's usually because you are taking something that the liver doesn't like. It could be any kind of drug, legal or illegal, or it could even be some kind of food that the liver doesn't like. Or, number one, it could be the stress factor in your life and usually then a combination of the food that you that you shouldn't really take and the stress factor so now as i work on the liver liver and eyes go together you know those times when you have problems with your eyes and no one can see the reason for it and this happens a lot actually that people have various problems with our eyes, and it's the liver causing it. But the liver then is secondhand. It's because you have stress and no fun. Liver likes to have fun fun, you know, like ha-ha fun. Laughing, joking, having a good time, and not to have a stress at home or at your work. Livers are very sensitive to good times. They really, really enjoy it. And when the liver is down, that is the time you might take to drinking. So it's misleading to say it's actually the alcohol that leads to a bad liver. Yes, but the secondary, it is the stress that is the first factor when it comes to to, to, to the liver. So, and I just put that question up to make the demonstration, and I did spoke, speak to Harry and his and we did this twice with him, his eyes are now perfectly back to normal. He can read and drive and do everything again. It was his liver haunting him. So we have fun shows on television. Watch those fun shows, you know, the American fun shows and the European fun shows. Listen to them, laugh at them and laugh when you are alone, and don't hesitate. If you're not laughing, used to laughing on your own, start to practice, because it's very, very important for your well-being. I notice on planes, you know, when, I, when you sit there with your earphones and people look to, at their own little shows on their little screens, and sometimes you can hear people laughing out loud. And it's very healthy to have this attitude, to laugh out loud when you see something on television. So, this is one way of getting well. And I have um, uh, another question here that I say, let's see, why do I not succeed in my healing endeavors in my business, with my workshop, etc., And it's signed by Karen Otto, Karina, Eva, Liz, Knut, Clark, Susan, and Frieden, Gigi. These are many, many emails that I get, and they're all the same. Why do I not succeed in my work and in my business or in my workshops and all this? And so many of the ones who send those emails are those who actually are promoting well-being and success. And that's why I say you have to live it and find the codes, you know, to find the remedy before you start to teach it to others. That is the best thing. But why does it not work uh, for you so well? You have to believe in yourself. That is the number one. You have to trust yourself. You may be teaching all these different programs to other people. Point one, do this. Point two, do that. But, you know, you have to live it. And you will notice that even if you don't live it yourself when you teach this to others, they may actually pick up on it and be very good students and be better than yourself. But to attract the crowds, you have to really be a good, good Believer in yourself. Number two, marketing. Everything is marketing out there. It's okay to believe that if you're good, it will solve itself. No, it's not everything. You have to do good marketing. I know that for myself. I have not done good marketing myself, but I have been very fortunate. Other people have done the word-of-mouth marketing for me. Without that, I would have been nothing, and I mean that. It's thanks to you people out there, the ones who have found the healing and the rewards and who have found the success through my seminars, and you did the marketing for me. And thank you, thank you for doing that. Without your help, it would not have worked. And this is what I'm saying to you out there. Get yourself some kind of promoter who believes in your work and let them promote. It's very hard to do marketing for yourself. Don't I know it? I can't, you know, I don't. But I have, you know, ways of of moving around. And when you're doing a business, another thing is to be successful is to be around. You cannot isolate yourself. You have to go out there and show yourself and talk about what you believe in. You have to believe in your own work. You have to believe in yourself. And on that note, I promised a little meditation at the end of this show. I'm so happy to be back uh, with you all. I love being back with you. And uh, as long as the Internet works, it works for me too. You know, and next time we would meet uh, in in uh, three weeks or so and we will have a great guest who is very used to being on all kinds of shows and she is an author and she has written, I don't know, hundreds of books uh, that might be an exaggeration. But Marie Jones, who is uh, an investigator into spiritual things and mind and, and so on, She's going to be on my show, and we are going to talk about mind wars. We had a few problems that came up here, so we had to cancel the show with her earlier, but now it's supposed to work. So it's about mind control, et cetera, et cetera, and what influence that can have on us and what it's going to do to us. So listen to that show also. So now, uh, the music, if you hear music in the back, Ground is as always Stephen Halpen, and Stephen Halpen has written beautiful spiritual music through the times. He was the first one to start with this, and I am now getting to. I am trying to get these chords here so they will uh, work, and we will. Play one of the pieces out of Gifts of the Angels. And here we go. So you begin to relax now. All of you, you begin to relax. And now you relax. You take a deep breath. And you allow your body to relax from your feet and up. There's a feeling of relaxation going up your legs, through your knees and up your thighs into the lower part of your body. And up your spine. You breathe quietly and feel so relaxed. And should a thought enter your mind, you throw it out. And replace that thought, that vision of your thought, with white. You're so relaxed. So very, very relaxed. Your eyes are closed. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper within yourself deeper still, and in your imagination, you find yourself far, far away in nature, you are by a beautiful lake, and around the lake, there are beautiful flowers, white flowers, And the surface of the lake is completely smooth. It is early morning. Not yet quite light. And it's so still all around you. You are so calm, so at ease. And you feel within you There is a power of light shining within your chest area. And slowly you breathe in peace and you put your hand on your chest for just a few seconds. and feel the connection between your inner self and your mind. Yes. You feel so connected to something within you that shines. This is your higher self. And that higher self is the truth of the one that you are. You are so relaxed, so very, very relaxed. And now, you sit down by the lake, and way up high, above the lake, there is still one star One star is left from the night, and this one star is your star. And you focus on this star, and now in your heart, you express a wish, a strong wish for yourself or someone that you love or for the two of you, or for all of you. Your wish is now being transported up to the star. And suddenly, the star up high has received your wish. And now it begins to glow and glow because it has received your wish and it glows more and more strongly how you love this feeling of being connected to that one star in the sky representing the big universe and it's now preparing for your wish to come true. You are now connected to the universe and you just know that your wish is ready to be returned to you and to become a reality in your life and now a ray of light Is going through the sky down towards you and you are more and more and more relaxed. Yes, within you there is a place called I am. I am the light. This is the truth of the one that you are. I am the light. This is your truth. This is your way. This is what comes first in your life. To put the light before everything else. This is how you solve your problems. You put your light before everything else. It means if you have Something good in your life. The light will improve it and make it stronger. And if you have a problem in your life and you put the light first, it means the light will take away the problem because the light always, always takes away darkness. A problem is darkness. Clear, clear, we remove this darkness from your life. And you take a deep breath. You feel so in tune, so in harmony with yourself, your feet, your legs, your spine. You are so relaxed. So very, very relaxed. Yes, within you, there is a place that knows all and hears all. That place is called I Am. This is the place I always talk about. A place that always shines is the God flame within you. It's your highest self. It is your best friend. And you take a deep breath. You feel so in tune, so in harmony. And you love yourself. Yes, you love yourself. All about a shiny light. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein speaking to you, wishing you a healthy life, a healthy day, and that there is a good life meant to be lived for everyone out there. Yes, you are meant to be happy, healthy, and successful. So you be it. I wish you a beautiful continuation of today. Thank you so very, very much for this little moment together. You are so relaxed now. And slowly, slowly you open your eyes again. One, two, three four five six seven you are now coming back to the here and now and you feel good about you you feel comfortable about you you just know that life is so good and that the one that you wish for in your life is number one yourself and you're happy with yourself and once you're happy with yourself Your soulmate would be there in no time at all. Just know that this is so. It's all in your mind. Now, if you want to get in touch with me, my website is www.activale.com. Activale is like activate, but with an L instead of T. A C, T for Tom, so A for A for Adam, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A, L for love, and E for Edward, activate. You can also look up Speaking to Your Heart. It's the same website but easier to understand, speakingtoyourheart.com. My email address is activale at gmail.com. I don't always get the uh, Gmail address uh, emails. I don't know what happens to them. So you could make a copy to activale at aol.com, and one of them should at least reach me. So have a wonderful time. Again, next time you will have Marie Jones and all about mind control. And uh, we will also go into spiritual matters together. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so very much from Helena Steiner Hornstein. Goodbye.